Hey, bestie. What's up, girl? Hey, does anyone ever ask you, like, oh, I heard you do a podcast. What's that witty and gritty podcast all about? Yeah, okay, so I usually spit out this robotic sentence that's, we help hardworking Christian women get the growth they want by giving them the tools they need in order to have more joyful and fulfilling lives. So that's usually what I say, but I'm also monotone. Y'all know this. And so it's just like, so Farron, what does that mean? Yes. Well, my response is not as fancy, even (laughs) though I've heard you say that. Lots of times I should know by now. But essentially, I explain that we help people grow in their Christian lives. And through their growth, then they can better fulfill God's calling on their life. Right. So we're book study experts, and we know how to analyze, pull apart, and take that through the Christian lens and that's kind of what we do here. And so then sometimes people are like, yeah, your self-help books and they might be mainstream, but we are always sure to bring it back to God and the biblical view. Right. So whether you see a secular book or something that a Christian author has written, just know that when you come here, you're going to get it through a biblical lens. And not just ours. I like that we incorporate interviews by people living out the principles. Yeah, that's for sure. So that's your little bonus if you stick around through the series, which yeah. we hope you will. Yay! Here we go! All right, episode 152, How to Win Friends and Influence People in the Digital Age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to figure out a way to shorten that, but I kind of enjoy watching you do it every time. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just muscle through this mini-series, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Don't they have, like, speed readers, right? Like, people that can read yes. really fast? Maybe I'll work on that skill. I think you have it. Oh, well, thanks. We just got to, like, train, and then you'll be even faster. Use my powers for good and not evil, I guess. How could you do that for evil? I don't know. Maybe the person at the end of the commercial. The disclaimer Sorry. Side effects include (laughs) diarrhea, vomiting. (laughs) Every time I see that, I'm like, man, whatever they have... It must be That's better. Yeah. You'd rather have diarrhea than have whatever it is you have. And then I just feel sad for those people, but maybe I'll look into auditioning for saying diarrhea really fast, I guess. (laughs) Baron, is that what you're saying? Well, now I'm sitting here thinking technology-wise, they probably just say it at normal speed and And then speed it up. Oh, that's like the Friends episode where Joey's like, what a cool job. You have two new messages. Uh, anyway, man, I was trying to think of a story of like one of my kids was like, "Do you think they do it this way?" And I was like, "No, like <laughs> they're like a human inside the radio or yes. something." And it's like, "No, no, no, there's no little person living in my stereo." But <laughs> or is there? I don't uh, know. Maybe. Okay, well, <laughs> back to this. Yes, we are in part one of this book, which is the essentials of engagement, which we talked about. If you walk away with nothing. Just at least have these two episodes, last week's and this week's, so you can set yourself up for sort of success. But see, it's really a trick, because we know once you hear both of these, you'll want to hear the rest. True, true. If you are getting hung up on the title and you jumped in in the second episode, just try to get past the maybe manipulative factor that could be conveyed in the title, because that's really not accurate. It's more of your character and... Um, having a positive impact on people. Don't you want to have a job where you're positively having an impact on the world and those around you? for sure. Because as we talked, you're either having a positive one or a negative one. Yeah. There's no neutral. True. All right, so then chapter two in this part one is called Affirm What's Good. Yes, so that's basically what it sounds like. Affirmation. If, If it's good, say it. 
There's yeah. there's no there have has there been I'm gonna ask you oh, if no. you have anything off the top of your head a pivotal like either moment in time or something someone has said to you at the exact right time and you're like oh my gosh I'm gonna go do that thing yeah I thought you were gonna go a different direction oh what did you think I was gonna say <laughs> where I had to encourage someone oh yeah tell me and and well I don't I can't think it's mostly kids. Like, have to encourage them, even though you don't wholeheartedly believe what you're saying, but you know that you're supposed to be the optimistic, like, <laughs> well, you I believe don't have in to tell you. that story if you don't want to. We'll see. <laughs> Someday, maybe they'll listen to this. But uh-huh. most of the time, I'm affirming, <laughs> and this is what's going to come up in the chapter, it's not a false affirmation. Like, you're really finding truly what they're good at, their good moments, their good characteristics, and you are saying it back to them because they might not realize it. What I am saying is there are times... Maybe they draw you a picture, uh-huh. and they're like, it's Tinkerbell, and, like, but wow. there are three. And yeah, so art prodigy over it's here. It's like one scribble, and so you go, oh my gosh, I love it. It looks just like Tinkerbell, obviously. Drawn by a three-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wasn't lying. I so, just didn't finish my sentence. Yeah, I finished <laughs> it in my head. Ah, <laughs> oh, yes, because you know, barrier boomerangs, Farron. Yeah, yep. <laughs> So, anyways, I thought that's the direction you were going. Um, but it so wasn't. It was more was... of a... <laughs> I was giggling. Have you... Ha- has someone said something to you where you've been like, oh, wow. Or I didn't see that about myself. Or... Um, God. Tell me more. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> now, I think I'm blessed to have a lot of people in my life that... I think it's a two-way street. I think I have a lot of people that speak affirmations to me because I confide my thoughts, feelings, uh, fears, excitements, dreams. I share that with my close community. Mm-hmm. And so then I'm giving them the opportunity to turn around and pour back into me. Which, yeah. I don't know that that was in the chapter, so I'm going to quote free. that. That's quote a, Farron DeRue. Yeah, from the book of Farron. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I feel blessed in that, but if you're like, oh, lucky her, must be easy because she's just barren, I, I would say it's a two-way road. If they don't know your thoughts or dreams or aspirations or what you're afraid of, um, they might not willingly offer that as much. So, yeah, yeah, I think there's that. But, um, I have a couple of projects going for Move Mountains Literacy, my little reading gig, and... I was second-guessing myself because I'm having to send some stuff off to be printed, and it's a lot of dollars. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know how, but I stumbled across this site that confirmed everything I'm doing because what I'm doing doesn't match what's currently out there, but that's the whole point, is I want to get materials out there that teachers really need that don't exist or they're confusing or wrong. Um, but then sometimes it's like, wait, am I wrong? <laughs> and so... Um, just praying to God about that, and then it was it's just been cool to see a couple of different things, like me not even looking for that, and it coming across my website or stumbling yeah. upon it. Mm-hmm. And so I've just took those as little God winks, God nudges, as like, no, no, no. You're on the right track. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been affirming, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. Look at you. You go, girl. But I, again, I had to pray for it. Yeah. I didn't sit in the worry... I mean, I was still worried, <laughs> but, you know, praying constantly over that. Yeah, so. not negatively dwelling or being unproductive with your thoughts. 
Yeah. It was, I'm going to actively work on this thing, and you received confirmation along the way. Yeah. As you took steps, it just further solidified. You're on the right track. It's like the headlight analogy. Yeah. You can always see, like, one step ahead of you, so... Well, and to the negative thoughts or think not having that affirmation could have kept me from getting it out into the world, which, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's what Satan wants in general, right? So your right. good ideas, your ways to help others, uh, living out the purpose God has on your life, he doesn't want that to happen. So he's going to do the opposite of providing affirmations. He's mm-hmm. going to make you question everything. He's only going to point out the bad He's never going to affirm what you're good at. Right. Unless Why would he's like, he? Mm-hmm. you are really good at messing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's not affirming the good, though. Yes. So this whole chapter is about speaking life into people. And especially if you are, well, again, this whole book's about influence. You're having an impact, if that word suits you better. You're having an impact on others, regardless of whether you want to or not. So your kids, for example... You want to speak life into them, like you are good, you are sweet, you are caring. Because if you're not saying those things, you're trying to fill the gap for them. Because a lot of times, especially when they're younger, they don't have the vocabulary. So whenever they do share, wow, that was really sweet for you to share, that's something loving, towards mm-hmm. your sibling, you've got to say it out loud so that way they realize, oh, okay, this is what it feels like, or this is what that action represents. Speaking of action, Emerson is quoted in this book, and it says the ancestor of every action is a thought, which sounds a lot like our Get Out of Your Head Mm miniseries, so please check that out. If you are getting to this chapter and you're like, you know what, I think one of my biggest battles right now is self-talk. Um, so yeah, Get Out of Your Head miniseries, that's episodes 84 through 91. You know, I have the same quotation highlighted in my book, and I was about to read that. Best Great minds. And I was going to tie that to the Switch on Your Brain miniseries, because oh. that is all about the quantum part of your brain, and how that's all working, and how every action comes from a thought, and all the grooves in your brain and whatnot. So if you're wanting to nerd out on the science... That's episodes 55 through 62, and I also wrote down Proverbs 23, 7, and that talks about how your actions and thoughts and all that kind of stuff, so very cool. Look at that. Yep. We're all good here. So if you're wanting to speak life into someone, if you're wanting someone to choose right and do well and do the right thing, you got to you gotta lay the foundation there, because then they're going to realize, um, what would a good person do? That's back to the atomic habit things. What would a good person do, or a sharing person do, or a caring person do? Oh, they would do this, because I can reflect on all the times where I've been either told I was caring, or I've learned how caring looked. So I can step up and do that again. And you know you can do it, because you've done it before. And that's um, a parenting hack, if you will, that we've talked about before. Don't tell your kid, you're being bad, or... You know, you can be like, you're a nice girl. Nice girls don't scream at their sister. Right. So, instead of saying, quit being bad, you're being so naughty, you're a naughty girl. Mm -hmm. Don't yell at your sister. Instead, you're a really nice girl. You talk to your sister nice, you love her. Mm -hmm. Don't talk to her like that, right? How could you say that nicer? Can you say it like this? So, just be careful what you are naming it. And you're setting them up for being in character, and wow, that was out of character for you. So, you you are a sweet, good, whatever, whatever, whatever. So, that was a little bit out of character for you, and you can talk about that. 
just like you were saying, Farron, call it what it is and put names to it. Yeah. And um, I hope I'm not jumping too far ahead, but I found this, again, with the whole idea of this title possibly making you feel like it's a manipulative book, or if that parenting thing was. It's not uh, manipulative, and I love how Rick Warren talks about it. He says, people aren't things to be molded, right? So not manipulated. Their lives, they are lives to be unfolded, and that's what true leaders do. They unfold the lives of others and help them reach their God-given potential. Mm -hmm. So I like that. You're not molding them. You're helping them reach their potential. Not manipulating them. You're helping them reach their potential. Yeah. And there's a a whole section in here where he talks about, again, this story story about Mm -hmm. how the shepherd pins the 99 and goes after the one like that is a direct story from the bible how he leaves the 99 to go rescue the one so with that the whoever you're impacting they see you go chase after that one and reel them back in so i'm just thinking i've got three kids if they see oh one's in distress i'm gonna go and guide them and teach them and by proxy those other two are gonna hear the lesson that i'm giving them yeah i love um about that story too that like it doesn't seem like a big deal to lose one out of a hundred unless you're that one. <laughs> and unless you're like, the one, save me! Oh yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Please come uh, save me. Um, oh, what were you about to say? Okay, there's a, a part where it says we all have an innate, unquenchable desire to know we are valued, to know we matter. Yet affirming this in each other is among the most challenging things to do in our day and age. So we're all built with that desire to love and be loved. Obviously, that's what God gave to us. We're called to love God and love others. So I wrote just down, say it and act it. So if you truly care about someone, you're going to show them that. And I think that kind of revolves around the idea these days about um, dimming someone else's light doesn't make yours brighter. Right. So I just wonder sometimes if people have trouble affirming it in others because somehow that means you don't have that quality. Or by building them up more, you're going to feel worse. And I don't think I've ever felt worse after complimenting <laughs> right. somebody else. Oh, man, I felt terrible. No. Yeah. So, and hey, we're good words do often come back like a boomerang, though. Yeah. So I might need to let Mr. Carnegie know that there are kind boomerangs. <laughs> well, he's dead. You're going to have well, to like, the tell him in heaven. <laughs> uh, I'm sure he knows by now. Yes, so. but I think a lot of times when you give affirmation, you get it back. So there well, you go. And like you were saying, Farron, it's not that your light gets dimmer or whatever. In my head, I'm like, the whole tide rises whenever we're encouraging and building each other up. And then it's not just better by one time it's exponentially better and then you have fostered this environment of encouraging each other just naturally it just comes naturally after a while Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yay so i it gets pointed out um a lot of times i think in the rest of the chapter but if you've ever tried like telling your kids to be uh, like you want to improve a behavior and your approach is list all the times they've messed up <laughs> how's that is that how would that work for you is that still going good has have they mastered it yet how's y'all's relationship so again the idea here is to treat people as if or like remembering their good moments mm-hmm. and then i like this part that says treat man as if um 
he is already that way. Yes. Um, and that kind of was like what people call manifesting. Mm-hmm. But then from our prayer series, it tar- talks about to pray as if God has already answered the prayer. Right. And to begin with gratitude. So that just made me think in this chapter, thanking them for the good that they've already done and then speaking into what they are good at. Um, so that way you can unlock that potential. Yes. So a way that looks practically with what we're doing at our house when we pray with our kids, like I'll say, thank you, God, for Scout and that you've made her so sweet and kind and loving towards her siblings. And then I give an example from that day. So thank you for letting her play so sweetly with Rhett with his dinosaurs today and how they were talking nicely and they got along really well. And then next character trait that I need her to have. So if you're like, oh, man, what character traits? Fruits of the Spirit. So... If you want to start with one, okay, loving, joyful, peaceful, and then that's just a way you could, if you were trying to figure out what to say, start there. I like that for two reasons. One, if you have the habit of praying every day, then you can link that habit of building your kids up, speaking affirmations Mm -hmm. by include it in the prayer. Two, if you're like, man, I don't know what to pray about, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Start. What is it, Galatians? I'll link it. Yep, I yep. should know where that verse in the Bible is. I use it enough, but hey, I'm impressed. I got a with quantum your, Zeno effect myself. Your scripture recall is Deco. quite insanely awesome. The other thing that we've been doing, because we've done a little bit of that, um, but I'm trying to be like intentional about bragging on them in front of them to Jacob. Yeah, that's really good mm-hmm. because you know he's around more, but you know if he wasn't there to see it, he's like, because then he'll dote on them, and it's mm-hmm. another round of like, oh my gosh, that was so awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yes, piggybacking off of that hack, sometimes I'll um, either text someone ahead of time, like I'll text you or Emily, and be like, mm-hmm. hey, we're about to FaceTime you yeah. <laughs> about XXX or whatever. <laughs> and then when you pick up, like, they're, the other person is prepared to begin speaking life in them because I, what Morgan and I have talked about, and you and I have talked about this too, you want other. Christian adults to speak life into your kids as well like you pray for their coaches you pray for their teachers all that kind of stuff but if you have like that call list you know when you do potty training you're like Mm. oh man (laughs) y'all we're potty training this week so be ready if it's a FaceTime it's someone celebrating so be excited (laughs) so have that call on that and that's just another way you can be like hey Sloan did really well today on this enter soft skill or fruit of the spirit here We're going to FaceTime you and talk about it. And you want them to be able to articulate it and team effort there. But, again, fostering that environment. I appreciate this heads up. I remember one time Sloane made me something, but then she handed it to me in the midst of, like, it it doesn't take much for me to get visually, like, overstimulated with all the things because my mind's already going a million miles an hour, but then the outside of my mind was going a million miles an hour, and I... Just some key phrase, like, I can't wait to look at this with you later and put it in my pocket. And you did a drive-by and you're like, she was really hoping you'd look at it now. And so I was like, actually, you know what? Why don't we look at it now? (laughs) Because to me, like, my kids know, like, we've established that. I will come back and then I know I got to go above and beyond Uh because I've delayed it. Uh, but Sloane does not know that because... She has another hidden rule. I am not her mother. <laughs> yes, she has not lived with me many years to know this. And so, yeah, I appreciate that. 
Oh, I, I do like this part where it says, I'm just going to quote it. It's unreasonable to expect any of us to be on our A game all of the time. Certainly, we all miss opportunities we should have taken, but we can all measure our own skills over time. Do the messages you send with your written words, spoken words, your presence, tip the skills toward affirmation or aloofness. I like how, again, it's the either or. You're either in it, affirming, or you're just distant, not, not saying anything. Mm-hmm. I think... A lot of people would say I'm laid back. Maybe I am. Externally, you appear Externally, laid back. I am apparently laid <laughs> Internally, back. Internally, <laughs> no. And I don't really uh, rage a whole lot, but I think I'm busy. My mind is busy. I'm thinking a lot of things. Worry used to be. Still, it pops up different times. But um, anger hasn't really been a huge, huge thing that I've had to work on. It's more anxiety and worry and fear. But, um... I think it's because I realized I mess up. Yeah. Non, non-stop. And so I've always <laughs> been quick to give grace uh, to others and to n- just not assume the worst because I know I say some stuff and then later I'm like, oh, that dang. came out of my mouth. <laughs> they probably took that the worst way possible. <laughs> <laughs> boomerang, boomerang, boomerang. <laughs> I didn't even mean to throw that one. <laughs> so I think... That's just something I've kind of always had because I do. I mess mm-hmm. up and say things all the time. And then I've just been like, you know my heart. Yes, yeah. But then if they don't know my heart, it's like... <laughs> you got to oh. get to know my heart. <laughs> I promise oh. you'll love me. Yes. Ugh, another part in here, it talks about, like, right after that, what would it look like if you began focusing on the person's best moments and sought to affirm them? You touched on this earlier. There's a book that my book study group did a couple of years ago. <laughs> We called it The Long Year because it was a book that took so long, but it was so good. It's called Love and Respect, and we'll link it in the show notes. But that all circled back to how to show love to the the spouse or respect to the spouse. Uh, Or you could tie this to whomever, whatever relationship, and how that goes back to your heart, knowing your heart, your intentions. But that also comes with, like you were saying, Farron, if you haven't let people in, how do they know? So that takes you stepping up and being vulnerable with your inner circle. Not the whole world, but like the someone in your life needs to know it all. Like who who are those one or two people who know like everything? Or as Jenny Allen would call it, the last two percent. She talked about in our Guya mini series. So yeah. Um, I thought this was impactful too. It says as big as business gets, as large as a following as one accumulates. Messages are still given and received on an individual level. Mm-hmm. So to translate that a little bit, if I'm coaching a soccer team and I got the huddle there and I say something, it might pump up and fire up like three or four girls. Another three or four girls uh, suddenly have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other two are chasing butterflies. But uh, <laughs> not naming names. I think it's just crazy how... I think as a teacher, we always differentiate, differentiate. You got to teach and have small groups and communicate and deliver messages that would reach a variety of people on a variety of levels. And I think that's a real challenge Mm -hmm. um, because I think some oopsies, some oopsies are just pretty bad. Yeah. But I think some oopsies were given as if they were speaking to a certain person that would receive it a certain way. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the whole world saw it and it was taken ways that maybe they didn't intend yeah so I do think that 
just makes your words that much more fragile. So yeah, very good. just interesting. So there's a section in here where it talks about how you were just talking about how sometimes you say something you mean to hype someone up and doesn't go the way you planned, <laughs> and that happens sometimes. And you gotta circle back, um, and knowing that's a thousand, you're not Jesus. That's <laughs> a thousand, um, but you gotta have that forgiveness and grace element that goes hand in hand. Forgiveness where you need it, grace where you need it. Make sure you're giving freely of that, um, which is hard. And then uh, in Romans twelve two, it talks about how we're supposed to be set apart. So that is a way that you can set yourself apart is give that forgiveness and give that grace and know that person's heart. And if they do circle back, hey, when I said this, I really meant this. Or sometimes they might not realize they said it that way, but you've got to know, like, okay, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt. This is what they meant. I know who they are. If I'm still upset by this, then I need to have an adult conversation with them. Yeah, I love that part because he says, you know, people want to be set apart. Businesses want to stand out. Influencers, no offense to y'all out there. I feel like we've knock that a little bit not everyone wants to be an influencer but if you do right on but as an influencer if you want to stand out um you got to act differently to set yourself apart so you know you might be reading this and you're like but that's not what everyone else is doing (laughs) well you're not supposed to be like everyone else yeah you want to be set apart and so that can even help you stand out for the right reasons too so i like that very well done Okay, so there's another section in here where it talks about if you are a leader, taking the time to make sure you speak with people on an individual level, and I'm going to brag on Autumn Miles for a little bit. We had her on the show, but also she came to our church and spoke at our journey groups, which is, uh, it could be, um, that's like our recovery program or a marriage re-engage, but it is also, it could be for anything. Have how like, to have healthy boundaries or how to help yeah. with your aging parents. Like there's a million different there's kinds of journey groups at our church. 40 so. categories. Yes. Yeah. So she came and she spoke to the whole, like everybody who wanted to go, including non-journey group people. Um, and afterwards she was at a table and she talked to everybody and had one-on-one conversations. She signed anything people wanted to sign. She prayed with people. I mean, it was, it was great. So she's an, a wonderful human being but that she took the time and that just showed like the Jesus in her too. Mm-hmm. Like she took the time to, yes, I'm going to pray with this person about this, or yes, I'm going to talk to you and gauge right here. So I thought that was a really good example recently and, in our lives. Yeah. And talk about delivering a message that could speak to a variety of people. Yeah, for sure. If you ever get the opportunity to hear her speak in person, we highly recommend it. For sure. I'd like to wrap up this chapter with it's always so here's a little I'm not like pulling these out they happen to be the last couple sentences in the chapter so um if you want to read them yourself you can but otherwise I'm going to use my after hours voice Go for so it. he says all great progress in problem solving with others begins when at least one party is willing to place what is already good on the table so insert grace mm-hmm. and finding the good in people From there, it is much easier to know where to begin and how to lead the interaction to a mutually beneficial end. So again, not manipulating somebody out of anything good for them. Um, It's a mutual beneficial end. Yeah, you might have heard, be the bigger person. That's how how this comes into play. You're coming to the table saying, look, uh, I'm not being like, we're both at fault. Like, no, no, no. I'm at I, I'm at fault. Here are some great things I see going on. Let's build up from here. There's been times where I've tried to, <laughs> I've had to learn these skills, these soft skills over the years, but I tried, 
to start out with the ask before the giving the encouragement. And that doesn't go for as well as it could have. So if you say all the good things, again, not manipulation, but if you come to the table with, hey, this is what we're all doing right, that at least gives you the baseline for where we're going to go next, what yeah. to tweak, how to improve, what hurt, what didn't hurt. I guess if I had a formula when in these situations, it's acknowledging what they're good at um, and expressing gratitude mm-hmm. for the things that they're doing. And then we're going to get into listening um, and really hearing what they're saying. So then identifying that I hear what you want and then let's come to yeah. a mutual decision. Yeah, you can even ask for clarification on what you meant by blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because it turns out sometimes... I am not accurate in what I think that person wants. Uh, Morgan says I'm notorious for like, he'll say something and then I'll interpret it. So not right. He's like, that's not what I said at all. I'm like, really? Yes. This is, (laughs) these were my words that came out of my mouth. Oh, okay. (laughs) Oops. I was thinking like when my kid loves fruit snacks, I go buy a box and Uh then I say, do you want fruit snacks? And then they say, I don't like fruit snacks. I don't like them anymore. Oh, great. Who's yeah. getting fruit snacks in their soccer goodie bag? Hey, don't <laughs> tell them that. I know where these fruit snacks came from. It's because y'all don't like them anymore. <laughs> There's got to be another mom out there that buys the snack and the kids don't like them. It's and me. It's I'm her. Time for your snack turn and then everybody gets. And the kid's mm-hmm. like, why'd you get these? I don't like that. And then oh. you cup their mouth. <laughs> and, and then they get their own snack bag and oh. they're like, oh. Fruit snacks? I forgot how good these were. Do we have any at home? No. No, we don't. Everybody just got two in their snack bag. Oh, that's fun. Can't wait to do that some more this season. I just know someone on the other end of this is like, okay, good. It's not just my kid. I got seven fruit roll-ups as a snack bag. (laughs) I bought the Sam size 100 count fruit roll-ups. There's not enough people on this team to give these Parents, y'all want a snack bag? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Maybe a Dunkaroo. Do you remember those? Uh, it was just like I a do. cookie and yeah, frosty, man. Just... <laughs> Don't bring Dunkaroos. Because <laughs> then they're going to want some at the house and then immediately not want them. Great. Okay. Tune in next week for some more soft skills. Yeah. We're influencing people. Someone's looking for Dunkaroos online <laughs> right now. Bye. So we're, we're really good at segues. and sound effects right yes so that's the end of our episode but if you find yourself wanting more and who could blame you Brooke (laughs) tell them where they can find us Monday through Friday we have a lovely website it's wittyandgritty.blog you can go there it has every mini series ever we've done what about the socials Farron yes we are on Instagram and Facebook primarily but we do also have um, a Pinterest account so be sure to follow us on your favorite social platform yeah oh also fun fact we release episodes every Wednesday so you can count on us be sure to subscribe that way you don't have to go and find it every week yeah, it'll just automatically do the magic m- computery thingy. Thank you, technology. Go Thank you. technologies and uh, Instagrams. Yes. All right, we'll catch you next week, guys. Bye.